Welcome to It's All Fine and Dangy, where we talk about community, health, culture, and all of the big and little things that make life good. Here are your hosts, Dan and Angie. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 89 of the It's All Fine and Dangy podcast. Thank you so much for listening in. And our episode this week is called The Joy of Giving. That was a good call on your part, by the way. The Joy of Giving. Oh, I like the that. name, the title yeah. of the thing? Yes. Yep. Because I do, we're both givers. So we do seek a lot of joy in giving other people things, rather it's a True. little card you buy for somebody or, you know, just giving a gift out of the blue Something. or I'd, I'd rather always buy stuff for other people than myself. Me too. That's Definitely me too. And I've always been a little bit uncomfortable getting stuff, but I'm trying to learn to be better about that. Yeah, it is a little uncomfortable. I mean, you, f- you feel good when people think of you and, and give the gift, but accepting it is a little uncomfortable. Yep. You know um, what? It, you know, I take that back. When I was a kid, of course, I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. But as an, as an adult, it's been hard for me. I know you're the same way. Yes, like, I, I definitely like to give. Definitely. But I do like knowing that joy that the... I know the joy I feel whenever I give somebody something. So I try to think of that. That is actually a, a huge point. Because yeah. if it's hard for you to accept help or gifts or whatever, mm-hmm. when you remember the, the way you feel when you offer that stuff... You, like you just said, that's a great point. I never thought of that. That's great. I think yeah. that'll make me more comfortable when I get stuff considering that. Yeah. And you never want to take that joy away from somebody by being like, no, no, it's too much. I can't accept that I or know. something like that. And I've right? done that so many times. It's so funny you say that. I have been, no, 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 I insist. No, really, I insist. No way. And yeah. you know, they yeah. want you to uh, accept yeah. it just in the same way you and I want somebody to accept it. That's right. We should, we should, rem- we have to remember that every time somebody is giving us something. That's right. It's funny because on Christmas morning, we have this, I don't know how you guys do it. You know, everybody does it kind of differently, but we do this thing, you know, Angie and I and the kids when they, when they're here. And that is we kind of divide all the gifts into these are yours. These are yours. Assuming you get more than one gift, you know, this, these are yours. And then we take turns like, okay, you go. And if somebody has more presents, because we don't always manage it out that way, then maybe they open two. And then, Mm -hmm. but, but it, then people kind of watch while you're opening and then we go to the next. So everybody's not just tearing into everything at once. And we've always done it that way. And I feel like as the giver, it's great because you can really make sure I didn't miss you opening that because I was opening my thing. But when it gets to me and I know Uh you're the same way, Angie, it's like, all right, I'm just going to get this over with and Uh uh, move to the next one. So I'm going to try to keep that in mind this Christmas when it's my turn. Yeah. Yeah. Take your time and think about what that person went through and they were picking it out for you or thinking about, yeah, when we were kids, we just tore in buddy. Did you? Oh yeah. We just tore in. There was no order. It was Christmas. (laughs) Were you allowed to open without your parents being up? No, we had to wait for them to be awake. Yes. And, um, I think when we got a little older, we did the tradition where you could open one item on Christmas Eve. We had that. And it was always Christmas PJs. Yes. Like, you know, oh, they had it rigged. It was rigged. Yeah, it so, was like Christmas PJs. Quick little Christmas story here, and you could apply this to Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate in the holidays, but we did the same thing. And I'll never forget me and my sister Alicia and my cousin Jamie, who lived with us. At the time, it was the three of us there. And they let us pick. And... My sister opened something. I don't remember what it was, but it was something she could play with. My cousin Jamie opened something. It was one of those Evil Knievel motorcycle things where you wind the handle. Oh, cool. I opened socks. How exciting. That was my Christmas Eve. Why did you Christmas pick that Eve. one? Did I they didn't have know. trickery involved? It was in a box. 
so I didn't know. Oh. But, you know, it's well, like. your feet stayed all cozy <laughs> that, that night. That was, I felt like Charlie Brown with it getting a rock oh. for Halloween. So the evil Knievel toy, that reminds me of that 70s episode mm-hmm. where Eric's dad plays with it and breaks it. He's got so an evil he, Knievel motorcycle. So he never gives it to him because he actually broke it before. Oh, so Because he was playing with it. It's so great. <laughs> and then he gave it to him when he was older and they did the same thing. They broke it after like one try of it. So <laughs> anyway, that show. that show is hilarious. Well, we've had a um, a busy little week and weekend. Yes, Somebody we did have. a lot of yard work this weekend. Yeah, I wonder how much that was, but... We had one of, there's a, and if you don't know about this, we'll actually put a link in the show notes for this because we were telling our neighbor about this, but. Yeah, I the, actually learned about this from Charlie at the um, O-Town Compost. Oh, nice. Yes. That's right. So if you want mulch in your yard, you know, here in Central Florida, we have been buying bags of mulch from the home improvement stores for years, but there are places you can call that will just come dump a, a literal small dump truck worth <laughs> of mulch in your yard, 100% free. Yes. You can't pick exactly when, and you can't pick exactly what kind of mulch. We got oak this time, which is mm-hmm. great, but it's just, it, the impression I get is it's, they've done a job, they've trimmed some trees, and they've ground yeah. up everything, and they just want to get rid of it. They don't have, they do so much of that. They need somewhere to get rid of it. They expect a small donation, you know, whatever size yeah. you want to donate. And uh, well, it starts at twenty dollars. So does it? So, okay. What's yeah. the name? Do you know the name? Yeah. So it's called Chip Drop, and it's just Chip Drop. It's it's a mouthful. Chipdrop.com, um, and you can just go on there and schedule when you want. You know that you need it. Yeah. And they'll send you an email before they head over, and they'll give you the the contact person's name who's going to drop it off, and then. You know, you just donate what you can because they have to pay a small fee oh, very for nice. the service that they're using to be able to find, you know, be told about the location they're going to drop off. Oh, okay. So they, they email you the day they're coming? Yeah, they'll email you. Oh, yeah. see, I, so I, you, I must not be the one on our account. No, so that you do get that so that okay. you can you can see... Well, it will say like within 48 hours or something. So you kind of get this window, but yeah, it's just local arborists who, you know, do tree work Yeah, and there's leaves and stuff like that in there, but that's really good for your soil. That's why we chose to get that. Oh, you could feel the heat coming out of the pile too. Yeah, because we learned, I learned about it from Charlie Pioli from um, O-Town Compost. So we'll put a link to the O-Town Compost episode as well and Charlie Pioli, uh, the interview we did so he can tell you all about that composting service they have here in Central Florida. But that pile was, I don't know how big, it was huge. (laughs) And I took a pitchfork and a shovel and, Mm -hmm. you know, I was watching on our little security cameras around the house afterwards. It was probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 75 to 100 wheelbarrow loads. You should put a link to the little video you did. Oh, I should. Yeah. But uh, I, uh, so I made like a time-lapse video just watching the pile get smaller and smaller. But yeah, that's Uh what I did all day, uh all day Saturday. Yes, you did. And it looks beautiful out in the back. And thank you, thank I you. will say from where we did that before, because I had already did a part of the yard before yep. we got the um, sod put in. When I turned up that um, that mulch back there, the soil is getting dark underneath. Yeah. And that is a good sign because before it was like sugar sand. Yeah. So it's starting to compost and hopefully bring in some good microbes up in the, into that soil. And we'll have good planting area back there for oh. when we start planting trees and I stuff like it. that. So very exciting. Yes. And then I had to go to the doctor this week. 
Oh, yeah, that was a bit of a scare for us. Not like, oh, my gosh, a scare. But, you know, just thinking, well, we're going to have to adjust ourselves here for the next week or so. Well, when you're somebody who's being pretty careful and, you know, um, and then you have a little scare where you got to go get tested for the Rona. Yeah. The coronavirus or the, you know, for COVID. Yeah. So we had someone that is around Angie uh, relatively often. Not I'm not around this person, but they came down with the coronavirus. So Angie got notified Hey, you know, tested positive over here. Yeah. You got to go get tested. So yeah, she came up negative though. You came up negative. Yeah. It's not a comfortable test though. I wouldn't want to do it I all hear. the time. It's ugh, it's like they're reaching into your brain or something. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> that's what I hear. Cause my brother, Jeremy, for his job, he has to go get tested every week. Yeah. And he told me it's pretty painful and jam. It's like a big, long Q-tip thing. Is that what it is? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh, oh. it goes all the way up there. Wow. <laughs> well, the first side that they did wasn't that bad. It's just kind of like um, a little itchy kind of feeling. Right. And then the second side that they did for some reason, I, it was burning and making my eyes water. Oh my gosh. I was like, hurry it up lady. Get that out of there. Uh, well, thank but, goodness. And just, this is also sort of a tip for you out there. If you have to go get tested for whatever reason, not every place does the those that quick turnaround yeah. testing. Yeah. So the first place I went to Care Spot yep. in Altima or in Apopka right here, they it was three to four days before yeah. you and and because of you know the f- wanting to know the answer now. Yeah. Um I went to Centricare. Yeah. Okay. Up in Altima and I got rapid tests. So and then I had to help a little old lady after that. Oh I know. You told I me know. about that little old lady fell down. Yeah, her caretaker, which I think was her daughter, you know, when when you when you're caretaking for an elderly person, they don't have a lot of strength usually. Because sure. I know this from my mother with my grandmother when she was taking care of her. Yeah. So you have to be able to lift. You're lifting them in and it's like out of dead car. Weight. It's total dead weight. Dead weight yeah. And should the lady had tried to lift her up into the van. Yeah. And she fell like kind of got stuck almost oh, on the floorboard. She was kind of holding herself up yeah. but you could tell she didn't really know what was going on and Oof. so i got in there i ran out the lady was crying and i felt so bad oh and my god i ran over there and she's like you can't lift her by yourself i'm like i'm a lot stronger than i look and i got her up within like two tries so oh my goodness but i feel so bad because i know she's going to be bruised up from where i was like oh, yeah. lifting her and stuff you oh know? well thank but, goodness you helped her yeah That's awesome and i just wanted to tell everybody keep your eye out for stuff like that you know what i mean like if you see somebody distraught yeah like, don't be afraid don't ignore to step it. in yeah you know like that okay. poor little lady <laughs> there you go again giving yeah makes you feel good well you know. that is awesome that you did that uh, what else is going on this week or this weekend? It's been busy. And then I got some exciting news yesterday. You Last did. minute news. Yes, you did. So, well, my son Austin, he, you know, has a, you know, gave me a grandbaby. And um, him and his girlfriend, aka fiance, they got engaged a while ago. And they are getting married. So within two weeks, December 20th. Hey, we're getting married on the 20th. That is awesome. That's a, that's what you call a pop-up wedding. That is a pop-up wedding. <laughs> and that's actually how she did like the invite on Facebook. Like a pop-up I, book? Yeah. It's a little pop-up, pop, hey, doing a quick pop, casual pop-up wedding. Oh, that's too, <laughs> that's too funny. So. Well, good for uh, them though. They've been, they were already engaged yeah. and all, you know, and they were just deciding when to do it. But Taylor's family, her aunt actually um, owns a wedding venue out in Lake Helen, which like is the land area. Right. This beautiful, like one of those barn looking um, wedding venues 
called Granville Farms. Wow. Sounds nice. And it's like brand new. Yeah. I don't even know if they've had any events there or maybe a few. Right. And they had this date just pop up and they asked her, asked them if they wanted to to use it for their wedding. Well, how cool is that? So how basically, cool to have that connection. <laughs> so basically they have a venue with very little cost. So that's great. Yes. So it is going to be very casual, but we're going to try, you know, to throw everything together in two weeks. I mean, you know, I help plan events as kind of a side gig. Yes, so I think we can make it happen. That's going to be great. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, it is going to be exciting. It'll be on a Sunday. So, you know. Well, yep. Yeah, and we're going to do our social distancing masks kind of thing because yes, that's how we that's gonna how we roll. it's going to be a party. So we got to wear that. And I mean, especially, I mean, not that I haven't been being really careful, but now having a little bit of a scare very kind of close to you. Yeah. Makes you it makes me even double down, dump it, you know, bump it up a notch because, you know, I want to be able to hug and kiss on my grandbaby without worrying oh, about it. Of so, course. Yeah. Of course. Well, that's so I'm exciting. excited for it. It's going to be it's going to be really cute and that um, is. and we'll have fun. That is. That's going to be really fun. Very exciting and busy month. Yes. A, uh, a Christmas wedding. Yes, How indeed. Exciting. That is exciting. <laughs> um, one more thing I wanted to mention, too, is we were watching. There is a series that our friend Tina told us about um, called The Movies That Made Us. They have a thing on Netflix right now called oh, yeah. The Christmas Movies or The Holiday Movies That Made Us. And it shows all the behind the scenes of how they made the movie or came up with the idea and the struggles of getting a producer and a director and a studio and a script and finding the right stars and how so many movies like Die Hard or that was one that wasn't a holiday one or Elf just almost didn't happen because things just kept falling apart and then they finally got traction and then they had, you know, another challenge here or there. It was really entertaining to me watching especially how... They have to take a story sometimes and give it to a screenwriter to fix it or reach out to a screenwriter to write it. Yeah. You know, even though they have a concept. And it made me think so some of you already know, but I am an author. I am a novelist, as they say, where I've written a couple of novels, uh, fiction thriller novels. You can find out more at DanielFoxbooks.com if you're interested in that. But it made me start thinking that the novel, I'm air quoting novel, that I'm writing right now is. It's coming along, but started thinking about the screenplay writing process. Mm-hmm. And so then I have gone, like I do, headfirst into researching like crazy. We just talked about me doing the mulch. You know, yeah. for the 10 hours or whatever I was doing mulch, I was listening to screenwriters on podcasts and been doing research on software and the process. And so I am going to write a screenplay. I'm going to stop writing on the novel I'm working on and I'm going to write it as a screenplay first. Now, it's a three-part series, so I'm probably still going to do the novel. I don't know yet, but I am very interested in the screenwriting process. I feel like I can do it and I'm really excited to see what happens after I write it, like trying to find out if I can sell it and what's the process of selling a script. It's a whole different thing than, you know, the process of finding an agent and a publisher and all that. So yeah. I'm excited. Oh, I think you can do it, definitely. Yeah, I think so too. Um, because I think how you kind of look at movies and stuff like that. Yeah. And where you would change it. And, you know, you kind of like analyze it. Like, yeah. oh, I would do that. Da, 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 da. I think you could put that on paper. 
I, I do, do too. That, definitely. And I think you can help me because you do the same thing with movies. You'll go, I knew this was going to happen or I thought that was going to happen <laughs> or it would have been better if this happened. So yeah, I can help. I'll, I'll be bouncing off of you for that. Definitely. Anyway, I, I just like wanted to mention your it. stuff. You know that. Yes. Thank you for that. And I just want to mention it because I'm excited about it. But let's, let's switch gears for a minute back to the reason that we're doing this episode and what the big point of this episode is. And that is the joy of giving. Way back in the first season of the Fine and Dangy podcast, mm-hmm. I can't remember which episode it was, but it was very early in the show. Mm-hmm. We did an episode about what happens, you know, when you give and the the okay. physical thing that yes. happens to your body when you're giving and how you actually get more benefit from giving than you do from, from you know, f- from being a giver than from being a taker. And we did a quote from Albert Pike that said, what we've done for ourselves alone dies with us. What we've done for others and the world remains and is immortal. And I, I love remember it. that. Yeah. I love that quote because to me, it means that whenever you're doing something with yourself in mind, whenever you buy yourself something or you do mm-hmm. something, you need to do that stuff. I mean, everybody yeah. does. But if that's all you do, if your big focus is you, 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 me, 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 then, you know, when you finally do die and we're all going to die, everything that you've done is gone. Everything, every, there's no benefit. The world is not a better place from the things you did for yourself. No one is having a better life for the things that you did for yourself. So it's, it's true. That, that's my perspective anyway. So for me, when you do things for other people, it's just expanding, you know, it's like the, the, like a domino effect where it just keeps cascading out. I was going to say that because I remember that episode and we talked about the math behind it, how it's like, if you, if someone sees you helping yeah. or giving, it spreads sixfold or something like yeah. that. So it's like one person doing it can affect six people. Then that each of those six people affect another six people. So it literally spreads. And they tell two like friends. Like wildfire. And they tell two friends <laughs> and so on. And so like that. Yeah. Like that commercial. But yeah. Yeah. It's But I remember looking up the math in that. And once you did the math, it's like, holy moly. I know. So that act of giving, not only do you get to the... Ju- not only do you get the joy there, let me get that out, people. <laughs> I always have those little hiccups. I know when it's we great. Show, you know, that's real, people. This is real talk. Hello, um, but the person receiving gets the joy, and then the person watching receives the joy or that little fire in them to yeah. go do it. I mean, it's just amazing what it can do. I agree. It's and just that's a really good quote though. People should have that on their walls. Yeah, I think we may have it on our walls before it's all said and done. Yeah, it's a really that'd be nice to have somebody with calligraphy, nice calligraphy writing. Like write that out and put it right somewhere where you'll see it every day. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Well speaking of giving, I was telling this story to somebody the other day at work about, um, because somebody at work asked me if I left a post-it on their car. And I said, no, I don't even know what you drive. And she said, oh, well, somebody wrote me a post-it that said, you are awesome. And I said, oh, that's really nice. I said, you know, what's funny is I, I passed a car in the parking lot of, you know, like a week ago that had a, a like a green post-it on it. She goes, oh, and I said, I wonder if somebody in this area is just going around doing like a good deed, like just leaving a special little note on people's cars. Oh, what goes, a cool idea. Oh my God, that's really nice. I said, yeah. I said, it reminds me of something I did when I was younger. 
when I was younger and I lived up north, um, I lived in a trailer park. And right. me and some of my friends at Christmas time made like little gifts and we wrapped them up and we would go around and just leave them on people's doorsteps and ring the doorbell. And then we'd run and we'd hide so that we could watch them open the door and find the little gift on the oh, front cool. porch. It's like the opposite of a prank, yeah. but you still kind of get yeah. the rush we of it. we were like little kids, like fourth and fifth grade. Yeah. And we would just, we were like the little trailer park elves. <laughs> <laughs> but I great. remember getting that like sense of just feeling like it was sneaky, but you got that little happy feeling that they got to see a present was left on their front porch. Oh, so I love that. That's something I, mean, I did as a kid. I don't know how safe it is now, so we're definitely not, you know, telling <laughs> you to go out and do that. But that is that. such a cool and great idea. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's you know, awesome. This was back when, you know, you were out from morning till night. Well, you and know, your I never didn't have to check on you that I much. never heard that story. So yeah. that was cool. That's yeah. very cool. It was well, fun. that sounds to me like something my daughter Rachel would have done when she was younger. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I love to hear that. That's yeah, cool. Rachel has always been very good about like making gifts for people, writing little handwritten cards with pictures mm-hmm. in them and, and always remembering and thinking about when people have something right. coming up. Yes. So yep. or or Christmas or she was always concerned about getting people stuff more than getting stuff, you know, yeah. just that that kind of stuff. So that's just great. And one of the things I wanted to mention this week also is actually last week's episode, because last week we met with Ashley Marshall from Impacts, that's spelled I-M-P-A-C-K-S, because it's a play on the word backpack, mm-hmm. because what she does is she, with her organization, Impacts, gathers up backpacks that people donate, brand new backpacks with toiletries and some of the basics that kids need. And she brings them to several different organizations. She works with the coalition. She works with the coalition for the homeless. Mm-hmm. And um, we, uh, you know, we wanted to bring that up again because today, Angie and I went out and we bought backpacks. We bought, um, I think, four backpacks, enough stuff to fill two of them. We bought like for a high school age boy and a high school yeah. age girl. And then we had a few extras that we sort of started another backpack with to give to Ashley so she can finish them out. But when we talk about the, um, you know, how can you give and do you donate your time and do you help those in need? If you don't normally donate or if you do and you're still trying to figure out what you want to do for the holiday season or you're looking for more Mm -hmm. ways you can help, this is a great organization and it is a really great cause. And we want to talk a little bit about how that, you know, I heard about this through my work, through my office. So we had the interview with Ashley last week, and that's driven us now to give. So that's right. Angie and I are giving, and Angie's going to tell us how that's spreading even further now. Yeah. So I always like to reach out to those in the community who I know are um, givers or who like to give back to the community, may I say. Um, and My Favorite Things, the company I work for, they always look for organizations to help in the community. Yes, I love that. They heard about Impacts, and I let them know kind of what she's doing with this grassroots charity. And so they're going to fill some backpacks, or we, I say we because I'm part of the team there, um, we're going to fill some backpacks there. So um, it just shows you, when, especially with us, when we hear that um, somebody is taking their time to find a need in the community and really people with these small organizations, they do it themselves. You know what I mean? Like they see the need 
and they just do it. Oh, she talked about yeah. how she has like two little ones who are literally in her garage at night helping her pack backpacks. Yeah, so. and she has little kids. You would think her time is so busy, but yeah. yet she's taking time out of her day or her week yeah. to make sure that this need is filled. So we feel that's our responsibility to spread the word about that Indeed. and reach out to others and say, Hey, would you like to help this organization? And so we just, we, what did we tell her on the show? We want to toot their horn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she don't do that. She don't go around saying, nah, 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 nah. Yeah, she really doesn't do you that. You know, but the, she's doing great things and we need to let others know in our community that this person is doing great things. Yes. How can we help her to make this even bigger Yeah. to make an impact on even more children's lives? So, I love it. And yeah, I love, I, I love, love when how people do this. I love that she's doing that. Just like you said. And I love how, uh, MFT is, is donating. Yes. You know. And we'll find other organizations that will want to as well. And I've also reached out to Ashley and let her know of other play, other nonprofits that we know in the area that she may be able to help by donating these yeah. backpacks because she's always looking for Where more she can areas them. that need help. Yeah, so I love that. I just am so excited to see this grow for her. And she has really big dreams for it, like going across the country. I mean, so yes, it will happen. I just know that. Yeah, I think so too. I love it. And that wraps the show for the week, guys. So we have some great guests coming up and uh, we're excited for that. But we want to thank you as always for tuning in and for spending a little bit of time with us. We hope you have a great week. We want to remind you that you can always call us at 407-490-3899 if you want to be a guest on the show, if you have an idea for a guest on the show, if you just have an idea for the show, or if you just want to say hi. We really would appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And then in the first quarter of next year, we actually even have a guest from England that's going to be oh, on the yes, show. Oh, yes, that's so, going to be super exciting. I am very excited that we've yeah, got that nailed that down finally. And guys, if you want to shoot us an email, you can send us one at feedback at com. You can always catch us on social media at Fine and Dangy. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitter, and all that jazz. We're on all those people. We are. And we want to ask that if you enjoy the show, please give us a rating and a review. A rating at the at the very least will very much help us. A review helps us even more. We ask that you do that on Apple Podcasts if you can. That's where both of our ratings are. Yes. Are tracked. That is. And, and we appreciate you guys. And we listening. really, really do. And if you really enjoy the show, please think about subscribing. That's right. And just remember, guys, at the end of each and every day. It's all fine and dandy. A few great grass. A few. That's a tongue twist. Believe in love after love. All right, let's check the playback.